0: Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And welcome back to your favorite podcast that was so close to The Rock, we could smell what he was cooking.
1: Absolutely. We could see what he was cooking, too.
0: Yes. We will get to that, though, (laughs) our encounter with The Rock in a little bit here. Uh, That's a good teaser. I try. I try. (laughs) On today's episode, we're actually going to be covering our trip to Disneyland. I think last week we mentioned we were going to talk about the Marvel Disney plus tv shows this week we're gonna flip it because quite honestly i feel like if we wait another week i'm gonna forget too much about the trip <laughs> and
1: also there's no prep
0: involved with this one really yeah so uh, while it's fresh in our mind we're gonna cover uh, our trip uh, that we recently took and we were there the day of the jungle cruise premiere so we'll kind of Touch on that as well. That was our last day there. It was a really great way to end the trip. Um, but before we get into our trip recap uh, and everything that, that went on there, I want to touch on some Disney news. And there's actually some pretty big Disney news um, that came out. I kind of joked last week because we pre recorded that episode. Like, I hope something too significant didn't happen, <laughs> which nothing really did. It was this past week. So I think we were good there. But the big news is that Scarlett Johansson is actually suing Disney for breach of contract over Black Widow's yeah. release. And it basically all comes down to that, allegedly in her contract, she was guaranteed a theatrical-only release. And a lot of her pay... Now, she did get paid $20 million to do the movie, but then she had incentives, which are very common based on box office totals. And by releasing it on Disney+, you know, I think she's arguing that she doesn't get a cut of that Disney Plus, you know, premium access money. Disney basically violated her contract by doing this, this dual release, and she tried to renegotiate it beforehand. And they kind of said no. And you know, Disney comes out and says, this is kind of like a baseless contract, a uh, baseless lawsuit, rather. And you know, kind of playing the whole pandemic that, oh, you know, at a time like this, you know, we need to release it in multiple platforms. So this is I mean pretty big news to have one of the biggest MCU stars suing Disney.
1: Well, I, I think that if what she's saying is in her contract is true, yeah, they clearly violated her contract. And I mean I, I hate to say this, but I don't think they would pull this kind of stuff on RDJ. It it's because she's a female and I think that she is absolutely in the right going after them if what what the you know what the reports are is true.
0: I I so I completely the power to I I completely agree with you because the reports are that she could potentially be missing out on upwards of 50 million dollars and you bring up Robert Downey Jr and I was kind of thinking that that if this was another actor I mean it, you know it she's almost doing it because I think she probably does feel some responsibility as a female to kind of stand up for others but but to your point
1: I mean she's one of the originals too I she's yeah. one of the first females and and one of the first Avengers really. Like she got brought in pretty early in all of this MCU stuff.
0: Yeah, she was she started in Iron Man too. But to your point, Robert Downey Jr. for Endgame got a percentage of the box office and he I think was paid like twenty million for the movie and got a reported additional fifty plus million dollars from the box office. So there is some validity to this that she could have gotten upwards of fifty million dollars. And to your point, you know if that's what she's entitled to, she should go after it. I did read an article last night that says from insiders, apparently Kevin Foggy is on her side and is very upset with Disney over all of this because he tried to kind of warn Disney beforehand that they should negotiate. And, you know, there were reports that he was one pushing for theatrical only releases and he was kind of the holdout for a Disney plus release. And it seems like this may be why that was because it was in her contract and he wanted to keep
1: mm-hmm. Scarlett
0: Johansson happy. So, it sounds like Marvel and Feige are kind of behind her because I, I wondered what this was going to do to a relationship because a few weeks ago we talked about the Tower of Terror movie that she was apparently producing. Yep. And, and so, you know, I think probably ultimately this will kind of get settled and, and swept under the rug and, and people may move on. But it, it does bring up an interesting point that Disney is going to have to reckon with. And and uh, HBO did this. They renegotiated a lot of deals with actors whenever they did the simultaneous theatrical and HBO release that in this new world of cinema, where you're shortening theatrical um, release times, you're not having exclusive theatrical releases, it's going to change how these actors negotiate. I, I almost am kind of reminded of probably a decade ago, when the TV writers went on strike, because TV was starting to move to a digital model, you could rent episodes on itunes and stuff and none of that was in the contract none of the none of the digital you know spend was and yeah. so they went on strike to be able to get a piece of that pie because it was so new and i feel like now this is hitting hollywood where now movies are going digital and there's going to be a whole change in how contracts are negotiated and i think you're you're going to see more of this as movie studios are pushing to this because so much especially big name actors are tied to a percentage of box office
1: right Yeah, I mean, I I think that you're right, though. I think, again, you know, if everything that's said is like all the alleged reports are correct, Disney didn't do the right thing here. I mean, it's just plain and simple. And they're a company that really tries to be viewed as a company that does do the right thing. So I think you're right. They're going to settle it pretty quickly and it's going to be swept under the rug. And I wouldn't even be surprised if she still produces um, that Haunted Mansion movie.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. And and we talked about this a few weeks ago. It did decently opening weekend in the box office, but it's kind of fallen off since. Which I don't understand. But it seems to be doing really well on Disney+. And so, you know, I think that's where it becomes too, you know, Disney's making their money off of it. But then if you have actors with a contract that say you get box office ticket sales and that's artificially shrunk because people are buying it at home, I can see that. And I get Disney's point too of we're in a pandemic. They want to offer it to as many people as possible. But you could still do a theatrical-only release, and then maybe do a premium rental 30 or 60 days out. You know, something like that. I think they're going to have to test this model a little bit. The next few Marvel movies apparently are scheduled for theatrical-only releases, so we'll, we'll kind of see how this goes. Yeah. We also got some word that it sounds like Happily Ever After is going to be gone, so we talked about this a few weeks ago with the new Disney Enchantment show at Magic Kingdom down at Walt Disney World. When that press release came out, there was no word if this was going to be a replacement to Happily Ever After, if they were going to run both of them. And we kind of talked about, we hope Happily Ever After stays. It's only, I think, four or five years old. Um, but Disney kind of said, hey, the I think 28th or 29th is going to be the last show until it kind of goes into the Disney history books. Hopefully, Disney changes their mind after the 50th, because that was a great show to just scrap after a few years.
1: Well, right. I mean, I'm definitely going to draw on what Carly Wiesel said on, on her Instagram, she said, "Kind of like, I wish there would have been more of an announcement about this. And more it's a top a tier show, yeah. Right, she more can't of a up of it. because it's almost like you know, your people that love the this show. I mean, we love this show. We're not going to get to see it before it goes. It's it's one of those things. It's just like it's it's going to be gone forever, and we didn't even know the last time we saw it. <laughs> it's, it's almost like you're mourning a, a person. You know, we're not going to get to mourn the fact that this is the last time we get to watch the
0: show. It's just done for us. Yeah, I will." I will bet that Happily Ever After comes back. Unless unless Disney Enchantment is so good that people completely forget about it, I think what Disney can easily do, like what they do with their movies, it goes in the Disney vault and 10 years later it comes out of the vault yeah. and you got to get it. You could easily in two years, once the 50th is over, back by popular demand, come and see it for the next year. We're going to run Happily Ever After and Disney Enchantment just to kind of drive people because they're not they don't need they don't need anything during the 50th to get people in because there's so much new stuff it's the 50th people are going to want to be there but once that's done what are you going to do to get people excited again the return of your favorite shows you know like that's (laughs) i could see them saying hey it's going to be gone get a lot of people to come now and then hey in two years it's coming back and get a lot of people to come back again so we'll we'll see what happens but yeah interesting that they kind of did mention that it is you know, going to be done. So the other thing is with the pandemic kind of taking a little bit of a turn for the worse here, uh, especially in Florida, Disney announced that masks will be required again indoors. So uh, when dining on attractions on the transportation, and this is at Walt Disney World and over at Disneyland. So when we were at Disneyland, no masks were required. When we went to Disney World at the end of May, we were there right before they lifted the mask mandate. So we had to wear masks indoors and in queues, uh, and then they lifted it. We went to Disneyland, there were no masks. So now it sounds like it's back again. Um, So anything indoors, you will have to wear a mask if you're at the parks. And that went into effect uh, just this past Friday, July 30th.
1: And so it's it's interesting that we we ended up going to Disneyland when there were no masks. So whenever we talk about our trip coming up here in a few minutes, there were no mask mandates. It was interesting. There were people that were wearing masks still, which was, you know, good, um, whether they were maybe unvaccinated or they just wanted to take those extra precautions to make sure that they were protecting themselves and their loved ones. So that, that was cool to see. But yeah, we, there weren't any mask mandates when we were there. And I will say,
0: when we were at Disney World and you had to wear masks indoors or on transportation, it wasn't that bad. No. Because outdoors, you could, not, you could take them off. You know, when you're inside the queue, it's really not that big a deal to I have mean, to wear them indoors. All so. of
1: the buildings are air-conditioned. It's not like you're in there and it's stifling hot.
0: Yeah, we're getting towards the cooler period. I know we still have like August that's still pretty warm in Florida, but... You know, you get into the fall, so it's not too bad. Like when we went in November, and you had to wear them all the time, that wasn't even that bad because it was know. kind of cooler. So, but yeah, so so interesting. If if you're heading to, you know, Disney World for the fiftieth, um, you'll most likely have to wear masks indoors. Yeah.
1: Don't forget to pack them,
0: <laughs> or or forget to pack them, and then Disney will charge you like twenty dollars for them. Yeah. They they're were ho- on sale, but now they're not. Yeah, anymore. they're hoping you forget because yeah, they'll they'll pay full price for them. So
1: they will give you some though if you forget, because remember, you know my one one time you got I got one. Yeah, you yeah. Got every,
0: like our disposable one. Yep. yep. So, all right, so let's get into our Disneyland trip. So we don't go to Disneyland too often. Uh, the first time we were actually there was about three years ago, and so we did talk about that. <laughs> that was one of the first episodes in the podcast, one of the very early episodes, I'd say first ten. We talked about our trip to Disneyland. So this was our our second time going. Um, we we're pretty excited. It's it's nice to go back like a second time because you kind of at least know what to expect a little bit.
1: Right. I, I will say, you know, that first time, it's kind of, I can sort of remember some of the things that I said about Disneyland the first time around. And this second time, I'm like, I think I was so dead wrong. Because, you know, you go, you go in with all your preconceived notions. And then the second time you go in and you kind of can just appreciate it for what it is. And I think a lot of my opinions changed. I don't know if you feel the same way. or
0: Yeah, I, I, I do. And I kind of think, you know, by, by the end of the trip, this kind of hit me. Uh, you know, I was kind of putting it together, I think, in my mind as we were there. But it's almost like Disneyland is kind of like the fan service park. I kind of think of it like Endgame. So, like, <laughs> Endgame was a great movie. But if you had never seen another Marvel movie, you'd hate it. You'd come in and you'd be like, what is going on? Yeah. Why are these people cheering? Who cares that that guy has a hammer? Like, what? I don't care. That's just some dude to me. <laughs> like, like none of that stuff is going to mean anything to you. Why Endgame hit so well is because it was the buildup and the payoff of things that took 10 years in the making. It, because was, you, you it knew was the, the history. Characters. Yeah, it was a history. And I feel like Disneyland is the same way. Like, if you have never been to a Disney park and you go to Disneyland, I don't know that you're going to get the magic as much because it's much more laid back. Like I feel like the cast members are more like, they don't try as hard. I, yeah, I, I, but I, like I don't want to say that negatively. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Not in the same way. It's just Disney world feels so above. Like it is so on a different level as far as like they go really out of their way. I think.
0: Yeah. And I think it goes back to the fact that Disneyland is traditionally locals and repeat visitors, whereas Disney World is a vacation destination for people all around the world. And it's this huge complex. And to your point, people that go to Disney World, that may be their one trip in five years. And so Disney wants to make sure literally every step of the way, it's like completely magical and everything's perfect. Whereas Disneyland, most of the people working there grew up going to that park 10 times a year, people are going on weekends, now, they don't have the annual pass holder program, but when they did, you would go a lot. And so it is, it's a little bit more laid back. It has a different atmosphere because again, I feel like you're there because you already love it. And so that's why I was kind of saying it's almost like the fan service park. Like Disney world is the park you go to. I feel like if you've never been to a Disney park, because there's so much there, the magic is so built in There's Something for everybody. And Disneyland is kind of like the deep cuts. It's like all the original attractions. I mean, you have like the Storybook Canal. Like that would not fly, I feel like, in Disney World. It's so simple and basic, but it's something that Walt worked on. The Tiki Rooms was an original attraction that Walt worked on, Jungle Cruise, etc. And so I feel like you go there and the rides are a little bit older they're maybe not as show-stopping as some of the attractions in Disney World, like Flight of Passage, but you love it because you love the history and you go there. And everybody that goes there, like we're in the Tiki Room, everybody's singing. Everybody knows the words to the Tiki Room song. It's like, it really is this like place for fan service. And so I do feel like, like you're saying, the second time being there and just being more immersed in the different attractions and everything and more aware of that stuff, it did elevate it. Like I really enjoyed it. And it's like, this is a great place to come to, yeah, just kind of be steeped in that history. But I could see if you don't know that history being like, I'm kind of iffy on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that we've been to Disney world now so many more times than the first time that we went. (laughs) I mean, I think we've really gone a lot more lately. And I think that it is, it is really interesting the parts that I enjoyed because, you know, as a kid, I always enjoyed those, um, highlights magazines where you had the two pictures side by side and you'd spot the differences I really enjoyed that doing that with Disneyland and it was really interesting to see the different places where it was maybe a ride was a little bit simpler but a lot of times to me it felt like the ride was a little bit elevated so I know that whenever we go through the different rides and talk about what we rode we're going to probably point out some of those things that we noticed and whether or not they were as different as we thought they were. Like there were some times where we were left questioning, is it like this in Disney World or is it not? And we just we it, we just didn't notice it.
0: I kind of want to get into that as maybe a whole, I think a whole separate episode too of kind of comparing the various attractions that are the same in Disneyland and Walt Disney World and which ones are better. Because I, I kind of went into it maybe thinking i was gonna like one version better than the other and then after riding it to your point and kind of like looking for those differences maybe i had some different opinions so i think like you said we'll touch on that a little bit here some of the differences and things we picked up i'd I'd like to get into that a little bit more details like a a episode maybe in a few weeks too of just kind of comparing big thunder mountain and big thunder mountain space mountain space mountain and kind of which ones we really thought were the best versions right i think I'm, I'm, i think we surprised ourselves on some of the ones we maybe thought were better
1: right and i know we've done there was an episode that we did where we compared space mountain space mountain and that was basically that was basically based off of data um and then like that quick knee-jerk reaction of hey we went to disneyland one time so again i i could see our opinions changing there too
0: before we kind of get into our actual trip, I just want to mention, so we did not stay at any on-resort Disney hotels. We did the, the Good Neighbor Hotel, so we booked it through Disney's website, but we stayed at the, a, a Good Neighbor Hotel. We stayed at the Fairfield right there, right. which was like a 10-minute walk. It, it was really nice. It was
1: so convenient. I think there are several times where we you, you brought your... Um, you know, you purchased some souvenirs and yeah, you just ran them back to the hotel. So we didn't have to carry them around all day.
0: Yeah, it was nice. And it's much cheaper than staying at like the Grand Californian or something because those Disneyland has a couple hotels there. I will say some things that are different. So again, we're very used to going to Disney World, which is set up very much for vacationers. Disneyland is not set up that well. They don't have a easy to access customer service line like you can go on disney world you can chat with people you call the disney world customer service they're there quickly we had a question because we had not gotten our tickets we had purchased everything i didn't have copies of the tickets before we left and, uh, so you called, I think you were on hold for like 45 minutes, it was 45 yeah, minutes. Until well, you,
1: you called and you were on hold, but you were at work and at lunch. And so whenever I talked to you, you were like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm on hold. I'm like, well, do you need me to call? Yeah. And so right, I did.
0: I'm used to calling a couple minutes, getting a hold of somebody, but it turns out if you buy, I guess through the good neighbor, you get your tickets five days before is when you can access them. So. Things are a little bit different than than at Disney World when you are you have everything as soon as you purchase. If you need to make any changes, it's really easy to get a hold of people. So I think as Disney moves to this, wanting to become uh, a more multi-day vacation destination, they're going to have to kind of up their game in terms of the planning over at Disneyland, a lot like what they have over at Disney World. Right. All right, so we were there for, for three days. We did uh, park hop every day. And so on our first day, I would kind of just quickly run through everything we rode uh, and then we can uh, kind of touch on some more specifics. So we ended up park hopping all three days. I don't know that that was necessarily our plan. But on day one, we rode uh, Space Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Matterhorn, Small World, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, New Snow White. We were able to get a boarding group for Web Slingers, went over we rode Radiator Springs Racers, uh, a Haunted Mansion. And we saw Mickey's Magic Mix. And then we ended up closing down Millennium Falcon. So that was a lot to ride in one day. That
1: was like our strategy, pretty much our entire trip. Because we didn't actually start our trip at Disneyland. We moved from Lake Tahoe to Yosemite to Disneyland was our final leg of our journey. And we kind of did that. We didn't do it so much with Lake Tahoe. But we did that at Yosemite where we just hit so much. We ended up hiking like 16 miles that first day. Um, so it, it, but it was nice because we were, we got so much in that first day that there was really very little pressure the other days.
0: We started a a little bit late. I think we got into Disneyland around noon and and we were still able to get uh, a ton done that day.
1: And it's notable to say that that was a Thursday.
0: Right. It was. And, And I think during the week is much better time to go. I mean, that's what I would recommend. If you're going to Disneyland, definitely go during the week because Thursday and Friday, weren't too bad in terms of wait times. I mean, I think, you know, maybe half an hour f- for a wait time um, is maybe what it maxed out. And then Saturday, it definitely picked up on Saturday, but we had ridden most of everything we wanted to ride by then. So you definitely try to get, and, you know, Monday to Thursday or even Friday if you have to.
1: And I will say, I mean, I think that that's probably true, but we did have the addition of the Rock and other people being in Disneyland yeah. on Saturday, and yeah, there were Saturday. closures yep. of random things. I think that that's usually the way it is on weekends, but it was just a little bit pumped up. I think even more for us just because of what was going on around the park.
0: Yep, yeah. So Thursday we started right around noon, and we were able to jump on at noon and get a Web Slingers boarding group. So we tried for Web Slingers instead of Rise of the Resistance because it was new and we wanted to have as many opportunities. We didn't know how difficult it would be to get a virtual board group, but we're able to get Web Slingers right at noon. I will say this, the whole time at Disneyland, I don't know if it is easier to get virtual boarding groups there than at Disney World, because I know I see you know a lot of times, we've not had issues at Disney World either getting Rise boarding groups, but at Disneyland, we had no problem whatsoever getting boarding groups. So we got a Web Slingers boarding group at noon on Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday, we were able to get a Web Slingers boarding group at 7 a.m. both days. I think we were group seven, so I mean they yep, called our group. We were, we were yeah, group seven. they called our group as soon as the park opened, and then at noon we were able to get Rise of the Resistance boarding groups. So we were able to ride Web Slingers every day yep. and Rise of the Resistance Friday and Saturday, which is pretty amazing. So again, I don't know if it's something at, at Disneyland that they just have more capacity there. But I actually loved that part about Disneyland that you could ride both of those attractions in the same day. Whereas over at Disney World, if you want to get on Rise of the Resistance, you have to have a Hollywood Studios Park Pass. That's the only way. You can't have a park hopper and get on even the later group, I believe, unless that's changed recently. You, You have to be a Hollywood Studios. And I really loved here where if you had a park hopper, you could get one in the morning. And you had to have written it because you can only hold one virtual boarding group a day. So if we had a really late web singers group, we would have missed out on the noon one. It only worked because we had a very early group, but that you were able to get that and you were able to get a rise group. And our rise groups were called by like two o'clock. I mean, it, it was it was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it worked out for us both days too with the web slingers that even though our group, I believe, was called before we were in park both days. Um, and I think both days we ended up trying to ride Mission Breakout first thing in the morning. And because we just rope dropped, Mission Breakout, we were able to get on and still get to Web Slingers in time for our boarding group. I definitely think that's probably the way to go because Mission Breakout, I think, is the premier ride of Disneyland, California Adventure. Like It is the best ride, I think, of of the parks. I just love that ride. And I think that I'm not the only one because the line for that seems to always be pretty long. It's probably one of the longest lines in the parks um so yeah i think that we did the right thing by going there first
0: yeah and we'll get more into avengers campus and everything uh in a little bit but let's let's kind of step back to our first day so we were able to get boarding groups so we knew we were at disneyland and we knew we'd be going over to to, uh disney california adventure a little bit in the day but we started with space mountain because angela you love that ride so we Mm -hmm. wanted to get that one in it was a lot of fun i know last time we kind of mentioned this you kind of liked Walt Disney World's version more. I think that's the one we, we ride more frequently. I really enjoyed Space Mountain this time. Really, like the onboard sound and like the lighting in there, you're able to see a little bit more. Um, it has a good cue and everything because you're kind of like inside. I know you like that cue a little bit more.
1: Yeah, the queue was definitely far more interesting. And I mean, last time we went to Disney World, the queue was so dark you could barely see.
0: Yeah, so Space Mountain, so I, I will have to say this is one of the ones where I'm not sure that Walt Disney World is that far superior, like we maybe thought initially that this was a, a lot of fun to ride. We did get lunch the first day. I know, Angela, you got the cauliflower tacos um, from Rancho Del Zicarlo, Uh And you weren't too thrilled with them yeah. in terms of like a vegetarian option.
1: I very rarely snoot my like nose up at food at all. And I, I don't, I very rarely don't finish things. I think I did finish it just because I knew that there was healthy food in it and I wasn't sure where my next healthy meal was going to come from, but I kind of almost choked it down. It was not good. The flavor was not good. It was not a, I mean, you know, nothing against the place. It's just the flavors weren't on. There wasn't a diversity um, in the taco itself. I don't know if any of the meat options were any better, but I would not recommend getting that ever. To yeah. anyone.
0: <laughs> and, and I got the fish and chips over at the Stagecoach Cafe, um, which I thought were, was pretty good. So I was able to do the mobile order on that. We kind of met. They were across the street from each other. Uh, and then I will say, we, you know, we started walking around after lunch, walked over to Pirates, the Jungle Cruise, but we did catch like almost immediately. I think it was after Space Mountain on our way walking over to lunch, a cavalcade oh and we saw goodness. Mickey. And if you listen to our trip recap last month from when we went to Disney World, your one big issue with it was is you never saw Mickey yeah, the your whole dad time. Yeah, and me both yeah, pointed out. You never that, saw yeah, Mickey.
1: We never saw Mickey Mouse. We never saw Minnie Mouse. Within the first 15 minutes, I think I had it like pretty much timed. The cavalcade came and we saw Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Chippendale and Goofy. Like all of the main characters were out within the first 15 minutes and we probably saw Mickey and Minnie six. Nah, maybe that's too many. Probably Three a realistic no. Probably five, or four or five because we saw them uh, dressed up. I'm trying to remember where they were in that round place. They, yeah, they were
0: at DCA, and that's what I was going to say. Is mm-hmm. there were so many characters out. So you know at Disney, at Disney World, they're doing this a little bit where characters are out, and you can kind of see like Winnie the Pooh over at Epcot, he'll run around, or Joy will run around, and you can kind of get pictures of them. Chippendale. But the way Disneyland is doing it. Is they're out like that. And so you're still distant from them, but they are posing still for pictures. So it is a distance meet and greet, but it is still much more of a meet and greet than like what they're doing at Epcot where you can just yell, oh, hey, Winnie the Pooh. And he's just kind of like off in the distance waving at you. I mean, there, we saw, I think, Anna, Elsa, you know, we saw Mickey and Minnie a few times. They had uh, Clarabelle, Cow out, Goofy, Horace. Max uh, uh, Goof was out. There were people over in Disney. There,
1: Elastigirl, Mr. Incredible. I think the Evil
0: Queen was out. The Evil Queen yeah. was
1: out. Rapunzel and Finn- Flynn Rider were out. Um, we also saw Snow-, saw Snow White and Dopey. I mean, the yeah, Peter number- Pan,
0: Wendy, and they were inter- interacting and talking. So they're kind of yeah. again a little bit distant, but they're interacting with you and. Oh, stuff. who was the
1: funny one? We saw. Um, we saw Aladdin. And genie, and then he was in. Oh, Captain Hook and Wendy, and it was we were you Peter were joking. Pan, yeah. You were
0: joking about. Wow, I didn't realize that Captain Hook and
1: Wendy and Peter were just like this cool.
0: Yeah, I guess they became <laughs> friends. But yeah, but it was it was amazing how much more they had characters out. Just everywhere you went, there were characters uh, out, and they weren't necessarily Caval- of Avalon, and they weren't necessarily cavalcades either. Uh-uh, they we, were just out. I think we saw like two cavalcades the whole time, two or three but but a lot of the characters, yeah they were just out it it was pretty cool and they were kind of constantly out so that added a little bit i think of extra magic to it and i'm surprised that disney world hasn't started doing something like that at their meet and greet spots where again you have some of these characters out that can kind of talk and interact with you Um, And then not even talking about Avengers Campus, which is just full of character interactions uh, over there. This is just kind of the normal characters out in the parks that, yeah, I'm surprised Disney World hasn't adopted more of that.
1: They utilize their spaces so well. You know, if they had a a round little fenced off area there. They put characters in there. Goofy and Max were fishing and like it was just off of the side of a boat or a building anywhere. They seemed to have empty space and it wasn't like, you know, this big ceremonious thing. They were just there. And when you walked by, you had that extra added thing. And it really helped to add that magic into the park where that I think Disney World is so badly lacking right now.
0: Yeah, and I think this was a common theme for me is that Disneyland is just a little bit more plussed in a lot of things they have mm-hmm. in
1: Especially right now.
0: Yeah, like we're talking about with the characters and even with the attractions. You know, some some of the attractions, like we talked about, they're just a little bit there's just a little bit added to them. And I think part of that's probably because imagineering is there, and probably a lot of the imagineers grew up going to Disneyland, and so you know, if they're, you know, tinkering around with something, they can just drive down the street, you know, and make some changes down at Disneyland. But it, it is interesting, yeah, how there there is just, like, these, like, just little added things, this little nuance stuff. Like, you know, even in Pirates of the Caribbean, part of it where, like, the town's burning down and everything, I mean, there's... A lot more detail there in terms of like the fake fire and the building is actually moving and looking like it's falling apart as you're going underneath it that you don't have at Disney World and it's just it, it's kind of the same on a lot of these attractions there it's just like they put a little bit extra into there and we'll get to rise of the resistance yeah, when we talk, say, about talk about that when, when we get to it but yeah it, it's 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 pretty amazing um, kind of when you go there and again that's where like I'm saying it's it's kind of like that fan service one like it's little things that you probably would never know if you didn't know the, att- the other versions of the attractions but when you do you really pick up on that stuff um, so we got to ride the new jungle cruise with the new scenes and everything yeah i, I mean i thought it was good i the okay. story really hadn't changed yet i don't know if our skipper just wasn't using the new script or if they haven't fully kind of switched over to the new script so the new scenes were all in place but i mean it's still s- Seemed pretty much like the Jungle Cruise, like the jokes were pretty much the same. So it really wasn't that much different.
1: Yeah, I, I can't comment because to be honest with you.
0: You had a hard I, time hearing. I
1: could not understand. Our skipper didn't have the certain je ne sais quoi that most skippers have. Um, and so the way the delivery and everything was off and I just couldn't understand our skipper. I think that the lines were delivered a little too fast. And I honestly have An issue with just hearing in general yeah
0: well we were kind of towards the back near like the motor which made it a little bit more difficult right i can't
1: drown out background noise so i didn't hear a lot of the jokes yeah
0: a lot a lot of the jokes were again very similar i mean the the new scenes and everything look great um you know i think it all looks good but yeah i didn't really get a feel that hey this is kind of a completely different storyline that we're in um so it'll be interesting to kind of like ride that again um, and see how that evolves over time. One note, and this is definitely a bigger note if you're going to Disneyland in terms of like trip planning and a pro tip, is to use a single rider line as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we rode the Matterhorn uh, using the single rider line. It was a, I want to say 45 or 50 minute wait. And I just happened to walk up and I just asked, hey, is the single rider line in use? Because I wasn't sure if they were using it or not. So I just walked up and asked and I said, you know it was a single rider line available and they literally just handed me a ticket and said here and i, I was like oh i didn't even necessarily want to ride the single rider line i was just asking if it was but um so we got in the single rider line and probably 5 minutes i think yeah. we rode the matterhorn
1: yeah it was not very long 10 minutes max
0: yeah and later in the day we also did uh, radiator springs racers single rider line and that was i want to say again a 45 or 50 minute wait uh and we were able to get on in maybe 15 minutes the single rider but now-
1: I will add, though, it's not always that big of an advantage because we actually got into the, I think it was Radiator Springs Racers, again, we were going to ride in the single rider line, and it was very, very long, so some people definitely took that tip, and it was on, I think it was on Saturday too, wasn't it? Yeah, so
0: that was the one thing, the main line for Radiator Springs was 90 minutes at that point, and the single rider line was pretty backed up, so you probably, were still going to wait about a half an hour or 40 minutes, which, again, versus 90 is still pretty good. Um, but we had already ridden it, and we wanted to go do some other stuff, so we didn't want to necessarily wait 40 minutes to ride at single rider, but Disneyland definitely has more attractions that have the single rider line available, and this was something we we talked about in Tokyo Disneyland as well. They have a lot of single rider lines, so take advantage of that when you can. Right. I mean, we actually, when we rode Radiator Springs, we were in the same group. We were actually on opposite cars racing each other, so it actually worked out for us, even though we were... Yeah. It was it more was fun. Yeah, it was more fun that way. And when you're in the single rider line, you can still stand with your group the whole time. You just may not ride next right. to them. And
1: I do want to point out too, whenever we ended up racing each other, I prevailed. You and did. Yeah, we you won. You did prevail. So um, Joe lost. I mean, it wasn't
0: like you were driving the car or anything. No, no, so. I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, but it's a, it's a good tip. But Disney World does not have as many single rider lines. So if you go to Disney World a lot, you may not be kind of familiar or, or looking for a single rider line because I know um, Smuggler's Run has one, but I'm not really sure of many other attractions at Disney World I that have it. can't even
1: really think of another one. Yeah,
0: but there but there are quite a few over at Disneyland and, again, over in Tokyo. So definitely use that as possible. Matterhorn was a lot of fun. That had kind of just reopened last month mm-hmm. from some refurbishment. So it was great to ride that. A little yeah. bumpy. I mean, you can tell that that's yeah. a old old roller coaster, but, but that one's definitely a lot of fun. Um, got to ride Mister Toad's Wild Ride. I don't think we rode that the we last time not. we were there. Uh, it was. Fun. It gets really dark at the end when <laughs> yeah. you get like hit by the car and die.
1: You go to hell. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally.
0: Yeah, that's a little crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts, and I, it is kind of funny. You know, we did a YouTube video where one of the items that you could have somebody could bid on was the devil from mr toads yeah one and of the now i ones. totally yeah. now i totally get it because i was like oh wow that's really dark well they didn't they just got rid of how creepy that particular devil was but it's still really dark
0: yeah you go in through like a like a demon skull like if you look back there's like a like a devil skull that you come into it was fun yeah it got real dark real fast but wasn't the, it the one
1: that the one that also broke down immediately when we got out was that the one
0: that one broke down and then, yeah, we went over to snow white and then that broke down while we were in the queue. So we actually had to come back later and ride that attraction. That was the new snow whites, uh, enchanted wish is I think what it's called there. I like that. Like what they did do with the projection mapping and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I was really upset. I was a little not upset, but I was a little bit disappointed that it broke right when we got out as opposed to while I, we were in it, because I thought that would be really cool to just get to ro- walk through a Disneyland attraction. Um, Especially on our first ride, but it's it's okay. You know, it was kind of nice that we had gotten to ride it fully when it broke.
0: Yeah, I will say I I think we ran into that a lot. That where attractions were breaking down. Like I said, Snow White broke down when we were in the queue. Mr. Toad broke down.
1: Indiana Jones right
0: after. Yeah, Indiana Jones was down for a little bit. Not when we were on it, but like kind of we were gonna ride it and it was down for a little bit. So they definitely they definitely were having like i think some issues i will say it was very crowded i mean if you're wondering in terms of the crowd even the days where the wait times were maybe 30 or 40 minutes there's were a lot of people in that park i mean it's you know definitely not shoulder to shoulder 100% capacity but it's not like it there's not a light. lot of people going yeah it wasn't like i mean you need park pass reservations there but they're still letting a lot of people in. So you know, if you're thinking, oh, maybe Disneyland's less crowded than at Walt Disney World, that's picking back up. It's really not. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of people there, and Disneyland is much smaller. So there's a lot more pinch points. Like over in New Orleans Square, Pirates of the Caribbean, that gets very crowded. I mean, if you ever see a right. if you ever see a photo from there, it's always going to look way more crowded than it really is because there's so many people just jammed in there. But I mean, overall, it wasn't. It wasn't anything terrible, but I mean, it's definitely no. it's you know it's definitely crowded. I know people like to know like what the what the crowds are like there. But yeah, but so they they did have some breakdowns. So I don't know if you know, they're just kind of getting back up with the number of people going through, you know, they had some issues. The one thing I will say, you know, with rides like like Mister Toads um, and we rode the Alice in Wonderland, uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride, those kind of like simple track rides disney world has them too they have a winnie the pooh ride that's that's very similar you're just kind of on a track going through some scenery again this is where disneyland kind of pluses it a little bit i like how disneyland they have walls (laughs) they're essentially doors that open as you go past Uh them because it it adds a layer of depth and it makes it actually feel like you're moving through something Yes, it feels
1: like you're moving into the environment as opposed to just going in i don't know if that words don't really work there. Yeah, it feels like you are actually becoming immersed whenever those doors happen because it feels like you are entering versus it feeling you're like you're just going into an environment. And I, I, I don't. Yeah, it
0: takes something like Winnie the Pooh, for instance, because that they have that at Walt Disney World. Pooh's Honey Hunt over at Tokyo Disneyland is incredible. It's a trackless ride vehicle. It's absolutely amazing. So whenever you ride it at Walt Disney World, which is a similar story it kind of feels like a letdown. But the Disneyland version, even though it's very similar to Disney World, is just a little bit better because it does have that added like depth and energy to it. Like you said, you feel like you're moving through the scene as opposed to just kind of witnessing. going... You're yeah. not witnessing it. Yeah, you're, you're in it. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to yeah, just driving by and seeing it. So I really like that they do that. And then basically all of their attractions there, they're kind of like those simple... You know, you're in a cart moving on a, on a track... I'll have that. I really like that. Yeah, I thought um, that was pretty. And again, fun too. I, and I don't know why they don't have some of this stuff at Disney World. It's an easy I, thing to add.
1: I wonder if that's not one of the things that breaks when the rides go down, and maybe that's one of the things that they actually just took out because we did mention that, that two of those rides that we were ride we, we had ridden and were about to ride broke down. So I wonder if that's why.
0: That could be they get stuck and then, yeah, you just can't run through them. Because a couple times I'm like, yeah, what if this doesn't open? You know, do I just come <laughs> crashing through this door? But that's a good point that, that maybe that, that's what happened. So. so after that, we, we went over uh, for Web Slingers. Our boarding group was called. I have to admit, this was a lot more fun than I expected. I, I did not necessarily have high expectations for this ride because going into it, they're like, oh, it's kind of like Toy Story Mania. No. You know, very similar. Um, I, I didn't think, oh, there's nothing really, any sort of like technological leaps on it. It's it's gonna be okay, but it's not gonna be something I want to keep riding. But I really enjoy this a lot more than I thought I would.
1: It was mind blowing. If there is not sufficient uh, sufficient evidence of aliens anywhere else in this planet, there is sufficient <laughs> sufficient evidence of aliens on the technology of this ride it blew my mind when we saw the ride vehicle there is no
0: let's talk about this a little bit if you don't want to know what the ride vehicle or anything's like, you know. Skip ahead a few minutes, but it's not really going to spoil the ride for you here. But not we'll, we'll kind of touch on yeah, like the ride vehicle and the attraction.
1: There is no screen in front of your like on your ride vehicle at all. You wear it's no completely pro- open. There's no yes, glass or open. anything because right. trust me,
0: I tried. I put my hand right. through. I was like, oh, I can right. reach right through here. You
1: don't have to put anything on your arms. I mean, you can. You can opt to. We'll talk to about that. that. We'll you talk know, about to buy, that. Um, and then you just go in. You go in front of a screen like at Toy Story Mania, but it is able. The 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 technology and like the cameras that are positioned above you on the vehicle are actually able to track where your arms are going and you can shoot the spiders that are on the screen in front of you and it's accurate. It knows where you are pointing. So that blew my mind.
0: Yeah, so it is you do have to wear 3D glasses, so it is a 3D screen like you have at Toy Story Mania. But yeah, it, it it is pretty amazing that it does make it seem like you are actually shooting web from your hand and there's nothing like you said there's nothing in front of you i would have thought there'd be some sort of screen to kind of help with that there is not at all it's it's completely open um yeah it's it's pretty amazing it's an arm workout though i'll tell you that
1: yeah um also so let's talk about the story of the ride first of all i think that there's an interesting difference between disney world and disneyland as far as the the queues like are concerned because we did the virtual queue thing we still had to wait a good amount of time to ride the rides both um Web Slingers and Rise. I will
0: say that if you are going to Disneyland, Web Slingers especially.
1: We waited you, probably 40 minutes after. I, I
0: wouldn't say we waited 40 minutes, but we probably waited 20 to 30 minutes depending on the day. On the first day we waited longer because we went in the afternoon. The other two days when we were like one of the first boarding groups, we did not wait as long because no. there weren't as many people yeah. in the queue then. But yeah, but you could you could get in and have to wait 20 or 30 minutes in the queue here. Now, I think they built this to always be virtual boarding cuz they don't have a very long queue there they couldn't no. they could not i don't think have more than an hour or two of queue. So I think this is going to stay virtual boring for quite a long time.
1: Right. And honestly, having to wait in line, especially on your first ride, is not a bad thing because there's so much in the queue around for you to look at and Oh, definitely. And yeah. Read, a lot of Easter eggs. And lots stuff. of little Easter eggs. And I mean, the story of this ride is one of the best done stories, I think, of any ride that they have done. If you look at the different things, you get to start to get different levels of the ride. I noticed on one of the things, you know, Peter had written something about him drinking x a number of cups of coffee. And then whenever Peter Parker c- comes on the screen, he seems like he is. And now Peter's always kind of like really upbeat, but he almost seems like he is hopped up on a lot of coffee. So I enjoyed reading into it that way. Also, uh, you and I both thought it was hilarious how he comes out before he comes out, actually like throws his arm out. He comes out before he, like, they falls. announce him. He comes right. out before they announce him. Right. Yeah, it, it's perfect. It's so funny. Yeah, it's- and
0: this is all in the pre-show. Right. I, I mean, Tom Holland is great. Peter Parker, it, it's great on this ride. I will say, I think the other thing I liked about this attraction is there is some rerunability to it because they kind of tell you ahead of time that you can try to like pull things or get panels. But as you ride it, you start to notice, okay, I'm getting scored by how many spiders I get, but there's different types of spiders that do different things, and there's there's panels and different things I can pull. You activated I, I, like act- a Doctor Strange portal. At yeah, one point. there was
1: a Doctor Strange book that drops down. It's in like a in like, like a, a glass. like a glass thing, yeah. and I was able to shoot and open that, and then shot the book, and it opened up a Doctor Strange portal. So, I mean it is really interesting. Keep your eye out. Um, it is really hard not to just like shoot everything because that's my, I just like threw my arms as fast as I could for the entire duration. Um, and I mean, it worked pretty well. I yeah, think. That, that was the highest score I got. But. Yeah.
0: And that does help. Um, but yeah, but you, you kind of sense these things because we were able to ride it three times. Like the more times we rode it, you're able to see this stuff. The second and third day we rode it, I did buy the add-on. As yep. I mentioned, I'm going to buy it. I got suckered into doing it. Disney got my <laughs> money. And not only did I just buy the add-on, I bought the upgrade. So I think it was like $50 total. So I got the Iron Man blaster to go with it, which is pretty cool, the Iron Man blaster, because it comes with, when you're not on the ride, like a little levitating ball. Yeah, we should try that. I don't think yeah, we've tried it really it, yet. It, it's pretty cool. Um, and then when you're on the attraction, it gives you a blaster. I will say a repulsor, this. right? A repulsor. Yeah, a blaster, repulser. repulsor. So I will say this. We we each tried it once wearing the repulsor uh, and so we did it twice without it. It was fun to have the repulsor. I will say I don't necessarily think it gave me a better score and do I really think it's necessary to have one? No. And I didn't really see a lot of people with them, so I don't necessarily think... Disney's really selling these that much because a lot of people, again, your first time, you don't know whether you need it or not. So you're probably not going to buy one unless you do it multiple times. But I would say, I mean, if you're going, if you want a repulsor because it looks cool, get it, you know, because you can kind of use it otherwise. But if you're just buying the upgrade, it's probably really not worth it. I don't know. Maybe if we just had the upgrade and didn't have the repulsor in your hand, because you could still just kind of shoot normally, maybe that would work better. That's true. But I know you didn't like having the repulsor in your hand. You felt it slowed you down.
1: It absolutely slowed me down because, again, my my strategy was throwing my arms as fast as I could at as many spiders as I could. When I had the repulsor in my hands, my arms are small enough that it was, and I was throwing my my arms with enough speed that the whole repulsor was moving i had to hold on and i couldn't move my arm back and forth fast enough my score went down by oh, like probably 20 30 even maybe forty thousand. i can't exactly remember how much but i know the second time we played we actually were 10th of the day now we were group seven so we were there pretty early but you know we were quite proud of that yeah. um you were wearing the black. I thought you You did better the from the first time to the second time, but you did significantly better on the third
0: without the... Without it. And yeah. I think that was also partly because I was more, again, used to it. I knew, oh, hey, there's like panels. So even if there's not spiders, there's other things you can grab, which may give you power-ups and bonuses. So I was focusing on that. Um, but yeah, I would say it, it was definitely fun. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I got it to try it. It's a cool blaster to have around you know because it lights up and you can do the floating ball so it makes cool for pictures it's (laughs) not like
1: next time we have a demolition thing they do in our house you know we'll just use that yeah
0: it's not (laughs) it's not like it's you know kind of completely useless and if we go back we can take it with us but i would say i mean if you're going and you're kind of iffy on it i would just pass i really don't think you need it it's not like if you shoot a repulsor it blows up like 30 like i was expecting if i had you know an iron man repulsor like i'd hit like 30 spiders at one time it just, it seemed like it I st- didn't give you much of a bump. It yeah. gave you a bump. I, I still hit probably the same number of spiders. It just came out as a blast instead of a web. Again, I, I don't know that gives you that much of incentive to do it. And it the, was fun, but
1: the blast didn't really, really even look that
0: much different. I thought the yeah. web
1: looked cooler. So yeah, I,
0: yeah, maybe again, maybe we'll have to try it with just because you have to buy the add on first and then. With that, then you can buy attachments where they have the different repulsors and some other things. So if you just have the, the add-on, which I think is about like $25, I think that gives you like an electric web or something. And we didn't try just that. Yeah, we'll have to try just so maybe that. Maybe next time we'll have to try just that because, again, that that may make it easier to kind of keep your speed up but then give you a little bit of a boost. So maybe those two together will will be good. You still have to put it on your
1: forearm, so like at least I did, so tight that I feel like it still was restrictive. Yeah, but- and I,
0: honestly, I wonder if you even have to wear it because I think it picks up that you have it, and then it just gives it to you automatically. I don't know that you actually even need to wear the thing. Like if you had it in your lap and turned it on, yeah, you may get the upgrade. Because I felt like my hand that didn't have it, I couldn't really tell. Was I getting a repulsor out of both hands or not? So I'm not sure, mm. but. Whatever. All right. So, but it it was fun. But it it definitely was a fun ride. We rode it three times. Loved it every time. Again, you kind of catch new things each time. So, I I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it.
1: I like the different characters. I like the bikes. I liked their bike rack. There's some interesting stuff going on in their bike rack. So, make sure if you have a chance to check that out. There's some writing in there and some funny stuff. So check that out.
0: Yep. All right. So let's just close out our first day here and then we'll kind of get into Avengers Campus because that's really where we spent a, a big chunk of our time in day two. Uh, so end of the day, first day, Mickey's Magic Mix. It was awesome. I recommend this is what the cast members told us and it was great going front a small world because I actually think the projection mapping is better on small world and they shoot the fireworks off right behind Toontown. So you have a great view of the fireworks. It's a lot less crowded because the second night we went on Main Street and I feel like, the projections on Main Street weren't as great, and it's a lot more crowded. So if you if you have a chance to go, go in front of Small World. I loved it. It's like an EDM dance party with <laughs> Disney music. So I really enjoyed this. I, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Um, not happily ever after, but... I thought it was cute. We actually got a place. It, it reminded me a little bit of Tokyo where we were able to actually sit on the ground, which was nice because it was colder and the ground was still hot from the day. So that it was nice to just sit down after walking all that way. And then, um, but I will say that there was, you know, a little bit of space in the people in front of us that were, were standing in a different row. And I will, my, my view wasn't that great because I'm not that tall. I mean, I'm average height. Um, so I definitely felt like I didn't see it as well as I wanted to, but it, it was, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought that the, you know, Mickey playing the, uh, you know, mixing, um, being a DJ was really fun and yeah, it was, it was good.
0: Yeah. And then after that we had time, we went over, rode Millennium Falcon. We were the last one on there. The cast members actually walked out behind us because yeah, we were the last people on they there wanted
1: to make sure we didn't just hide, stow away.
0: So that was fun. So we got to do that. Uh, ourselves it was just the two of us in there we were both pilots and that was a lot of fun you did
1: ask if we could do chewbacca mode which i thought was an interesting thing they told us you had to have six people to yes. do it
0: I, I asked about that because I'm not sure if people have seen this or our listeners are even aware of this but if not go on youtube and look for millennium falcon chewbacca mode but there is like a secret series of events and buttons pushes that you can do that will make it that hondo doesn't talk to you. it's just chewbacca the whole time and i figured there was nobody around so i Thought I'd ask a cast member if it was maybe something they could do of like, hey, you know, are you able to do that Chewbacca mode? Uh, and they said no. You actually need like six people to do it. So it has nothing to do with them. It does have to do with your your boarding group and your party. So, but we wrote, right, we saw a lot of fun. We walked out. It was crazy being in Galaxy's Edge when nobody was there because the park was essentially closed at that point. There were very few people in there. Uh, it was at night. It was all lit up. It was beautiful. Got some good pictures where like nobody was around. Yeah, um, so that was a lot of fun.
1: Joe has one of the newer iPhones now, and it takes beautiful night photos. Yeah, so
0: that, that was a lot of fun to see that. So that kind of wrapped up the first day, which, again, we did a lot. Day two, um, we really hit DCA and the Avengers campus pretty hard. So as you mentioned, we rope-dropped Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we got to do the Spider-Man. I'll just kind of walk through everything we did again. So we got to do you know Web Slingers again. Got to see the Dora Milaje show, ate breakfast at Pim's Test Kitchen, saw the Avengers show, the Spider-Man show. We did Mickey's Fill Magic with the new Coco scene. Mm-hmm. I liked the scene, you know, added in there. Mickey's Fill Magic. Basically everything else is the same. It gotcha. was a nice little scene to have Coco in there. Yeah, it was cute. And then we got to spend some time at Pixar Pier, which was new to us as well. Um, so that was a lot of fun. We can we can talk about that. Again, we were able to get over Rise of the Resistance, and we rode some stuff over at Disneyland and got to eat at Cafe Orleans. So we'll, we'll kind of touch on that. But let's let's talk about Avengers Campus. So we, we really touched on how great Guardians is, how great Web Slingers is, but the shows and what they have going on there is pretty incredible.
1: Okay. So let's, let's be real for a second. The Dora Milaje were incredible. They had the same effect of me on me as seeing Wonder Woman, the the first Wonder Woman, not the second one, but the first movie had on me where I was seeing a woman and women portrayed in this just super strong way in their battle scenes and it made me tear up and cry because I felt like that was what I wanted to see as a kid. The Dora had the same effect on me. I started to cry. Um, I'm tearing, like tearing up, up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was... It was so cool to see Okoye. I love her. I love that character. And to see her do all of her cool spear stuff. I know that that's not a good description.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, basically the show is that you have Okoye and a couple of other of the Dora come out and they're basically, they're there on like an outreach to train warrior allies right and so they they do this little show where they kind of train you they do some moves like you said they have their spears that they're kind of twirling around so i mean it, you know it's a five to ten minute show all together but it's a, i mean it's a lot of fun i mean all of the shows in avengers campus i think overall it is a pretty small land and i i do think they are missing a top top tier attraction i mean guardians is great Spider Man's not this like it's fun, but it's not the you know it's not a it's flight not, of passage or it's anything not like, like real that. Thrilling, yeah. They they need that Quinjet attraction in there. But the one thing they do well that they like do not do at Pandora or they don't do at Galaxy's Edge is they have so much just shows and characters randomly throughout the day that that's kind of how they're making up for it. And this is one of those shows where they just kind of come out and every I mean everybody just runs and gathers around to see them.
1: The actor who plays Okoye Terrific. is captivating yeah she is absolutely i hope she gets paid so much money because she is so 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 good at her job she was the same woman every single day that we saw her. so all three days it was the same exact woman is it that it's the same two women that we saw from because there were only two of them the first i think thursday and friday there were only two and then saturday there was an additional there was a third woman but it was the same two women but Especially Okoye, um, because she's the one that does most of it. I mean, she was so funny and so um, she had so much.
0: It's it's very it, much it, interacting with the crowd. It's not like a set. It's right. a set script to an extent, but there is a lot of crowd interaction, and she is very good at playing off of the crowd she, and kind of com- yes. coming up with one line. She just and seems so
1: regal. Like she is so good. At her, at what she does, and she seems like it feels like you were li- literally meeting a Yeah,
0: that that one, and also the Doctor Strange show is much more crowd interactive, and you have to kind of improv a little bit more. Oh my goodness! Whereas, whereas the uh, like the Avengers and the Spider Man show, those are scripted stunt shows. There's no like interacting with the crowd. I mean, the Avengers uh, show with with Black Widow and Black Panther fighting Taskmaster on the top of the. Uh, kind of campus where the Quinjet is it's a great show but like they're not stopping to talk to people it's kind of the same thing every time
1: but one thing about that show while we're talking about it um make sure if you haven't seen it yet you watch keep your eye on you know because Black Widow is out and so is Black Panther keep your eye on Black Widow because at one point in time she does the Black Widow move on Taskmaster yeah that like
0: jump up like twirl yeah, 100. where she
1: like puts her legs around the head and spins around. Yeah. Okay, it's Joe It's amazing to see Joe, in her Joe, yeah, Joe looked at me and was like, I didn't think that that was actually something that people could do. And I felt the same way. It was so cool to see that move in person and they do it in every show. So that was that was awesome. Um, another interesting thing to note the spider-man show it's not always the same we had the third day we were there we had a definitely a different spider-man or he got injured the first
0: yeah the, two days. the first day he <laughs> spider-man was doing backflips and everything and then the next day he looked kind of well, hesitant yeah to be Saturday. doing Like barrel rolls so
1: yeah he did it he just jumped up on the sideways thing and didn't do the flip and he kind of i was like what's wrong with it is he okay but
0: let's let's be honest here the spider-man show on top of the web building it's kind of on the entrance as if you're coming in from pixar pier it's, you don't go to see Spider-Man. It, yes, doing it's flips. all about that animatronic. You go to see the animatronic, and from the videos I had seen, I felt like the animatronic was further away. It's, I mean, when you're there, it's right it's there. Right there, it looks like a person. It's flying unreal. through the air. It, it's absolutely amazing. If you didn't know, yeah, it and it, it it does different moves each time. It was really cool to see. And the nice thing is, they do have on the My Disney Experience app or the Disneyland app the times that all of these shows are occurring. So that Spider-Man show happens four or five times a day. The Dora Milaji show happens four or five times a day. The Avengers show happens. So they all happen throughout the day. And they basically happen kind of like one after another yeah. for a, a couple the hours. Doctor
1: Strange doesn't happen quite as often.
0: Yeah, that's more like afternoon, evening. And so you can basically go and kind of just like walk from one to another and just keep going in a loop for a while and see these like multiple times. So if you don't have a great spot the first time, you can kind of quickly see it within an hour again. The Doctor Strange show, we got to see that one at night, which was nice because the sanctum was all lit up. I thought we had a terrific Doctor Strange. He really played well off the crowd. Oh my gosh. At one it was point. so funny. It, it, it's cool. I mean, it's kind of like basic magic it was, tricks. Yes,
1: it was very basic magic. But, it, it's, but
0: it's good. It I mean, was, yeah. That
1: part wasn't particularly impressive. I thought his side characters were great. Like the two women that were the actors his on, on the yeah. side, they were excellent. And then, yeah. Oh yeah, go not, ahead. not
0: to. You know, spoil it, but at one point he asked to he asked people to name an Avenger. We need to call another Avenger. Uh, and somebody said Ant Man. And he goes and he just stops. I mean, like, perfect, doesn't miss a beat. He's like, Really? Ant Man? Like, are you sure? And and like and everybody just laughs. And then I told Angela afterwards, I said, I wish I would have thought quick enough and raised my hand to then say hawkeye as yep. the next one because i'm trying that would have been the only one that's worse than ant-man yep. um but it was great you know people were saying like spider-man and iron man and stuff but yeah, this guy yep. says Ant-Man. He said ant-man yeah so it was, it was uh great. it was good but that show is great so i really do think that is the best part of the land is those shows the attractions are good but again i think disney and- disneyland in general is missing another top Tier attraction, you have rise, but you don't have like a second one. But overall, that lands great. But the the shows, I think, are the best part.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think we'd be a little remiss if we didn't talk about pim's test. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about the here. food.
0: So we ate breakfast there the first day. I had the French toast. Angela had the Impossible breakfast, uh, and then we also ate there lunch slash snack the other day. We got the giant pretzel on uh, the giant chocolate <laughs> and, bar,
1: and I got the kids' version of the Impossible pasta. Um, pasta so i didn't really want the big meatball Uh, i just wanted like a little bit and i'm glad i didn't get it because it wasn't very good i definitely think the breakfast version was better the the sausage was very well seasoned it just it did taste like sausage but as far as the um the pasta was concerned it was just very remedial, not very great pasta but i did enjoy all the little add-ons that they put in there for the kids which is exactly why i got the kids menu and like the kids version instead of the adult version
0: yeah i mean the It is interesting to see the food because they really do play with size and scale. Very interesting. Like I had a Mm -hmm. giant piece of French toast with a little tiny fork uh, and everything. I mean, I thought it was okay. The French toast, it definitely needed the syrup. It was, uh, on it. It it was, was a, not
1: homemade. Yeah. Joe likes to make fun of me because I always say that homemade French toast is like, I always you say use restaura- restaurant
0: quality as a, as a slight. It is because yeah, so. it is,
1: it never tastes as good as if you make it at home.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think it was a little bit dry, so I necessarily wasn't thrilled with it. I think the best things they have there are the pretzel. The pretzel was great. Yeah, I really, the pretzel was really good. enjoyed the pretzel. That chocolate bar is pretty good. The, it was pretty good. The yeah. Choco Smash. And then they're tater tots. Oh my gosh. Really the tater tots
1: good. were a smash hit. Get get yeah, get the tater tots.
0: Cause we got a side of those. Yes, with, and with we lunch. got them with our breakfast too. Yeah. yeah, they
1: were they were probably my favorite thing from theirs. The yeah. They were very well done. They were crispy. They were they were awesome.
0: Yeah, I think those three things are the best. But it is interesting, like like the French toast came with a fried egg, a mini fried egg. And I asked Angela, I was like, how do you think they made the yolk yeah, that, that small? Because it crazy. looked like a perfectly made yolk. So they, they do a cool job with playing with the size and scale of the food. I mean, I think it's a a solid place to eat, but I mean, it wasn't like blowing you away with how great the food was. Well,
1: okay. So it just, it just occurred to me, it said fried egg. It didn't say fried chicken egg. Maybe it was a quail egg.
0: That could have been. Yeah. yeah. It could have used something. Yeah. To make it smaller. That's a good point, but.
1: But yeah, overall... I, or maybe there, there were a lot of robins around the park, so maybe it was, you know, from one of them.
0: <laughs> but overall, I thought the land uh, was pretty good. I, yeah, I, I yeah. liked it. I mean, it... Oh.
1: Oh, I also enjoyed the extra authenticity because there was a spider web over by the web like the web sling or not web slingers, but by the Spider-Man show and there was a woman right there. And when she realized that the spider wasn't part of just like the land, she moved away from it because she was afraid of it. So we got a better we got a better spot because I was We were both fine with standing right by the the giant spider that was but it was like way high. But it was pretty funny.
0: I, I will say, you know, we got the we got the blaster add-ons. I also got the nano gauntlet. Cup holder, which is now the only way I drink my drinks now. (laughs) But I mean, most of the merchandise there was just all kind of just Avengers theme. Like it just had the Avengers A, it had, or Avengers Campus. There really wasn't a ton of unique merchandise. They had some like figurines. You could buy an 8000 dollars Iron Man replica suit, which I, I, I su- kinda wanted to get. I
1: suggested that Joe buys it and hopes that it's fully articulating so he could put it in his passenger seat and then ride in the HOV. Yeah, have a, have a
0: friend have a friend to drive to work <laughs> with. But like I feel like, you know, Galaxy's Edge, they made a point to have like handmade looking stuff, you know, like in this in the yes. sales. Like they didn't really have any like specialized merchandise. They're trying to sell those spider bots. Which are cool, but they're not. They're kind of like the droids. Like we didn't end up getting one because it's like we could buy this and play with it for ten minutes and then be done with it. Right. You know. So they didn't really. I feel like have too much specialized merchandise yet. So we didn't end up buying a ton of merchandise. Um, <sighs> and most of the merchandise is actually in the backstage lot outside of Avengers Campus, anyways. You know, right. in, in the campus is just a couple well, that, small merchandise. I mean, spots. I, th- I
1: think that's that's my issue with Disney. Period, where I feel like a lot of times they really miss the boat. It's almost like they would prefer to just license out their name and let other people make the really nice merch. But whenever you're in park, a lot of times. I feel like they could do so much more with the characters that they have. um Yeah, and,
0: and merch also needs so much lead time. You know, supply chain could have gotten screwed up with COVID and everything. That maybe yeah. a year or two down the road, there's some more yeah. um, specialized I d- stuff there. So I we'll did see. get a
1: pretty cool like hoodie that has uh the outlines of different Disney villains, and guess who has a starring role on my particular? Are oh, you
0: really jumping around here? Because this has nothing to do with Avengers. I'm like, we got nope. a hoodie? No, you got a Scar hoodie. Well, I right? mean, it's not just Scar, but yeah, he, but the villain, but Scar's but right on it. We
1: found one that like literally he is front and center in the in the center of my chest so i'm very excited about that
0: yeah so that yeah that not, i was like where are you going with this nothing to do with avengers but yeah you did we did get that well, we so. were talking about merch so but then also pixar Pier was new so in credit coaster i loved it it was that was fun it was phenomenal we rode it twice. I got off it and was like, I want to ride it again. We didn't end up riding it immediately, but we rode it the next day. And
1: it didn't make me sick, which a lot of times... Yeah, it was very smooth. I was and, worried it was going to be rough. It was and very if smooth. if you're worried about riding it because sometimes you get sick or sometimes like loops scare you, um, I because I know a lot of times now that I'm older, I mean, not that I'm real old, but I will black out on loops and things i can't handle the g-forces i did not black out on that ride. yeah at all. It's,
0: it's very smooth and i was a little bit worried yeah because they had like shoulder harnesses that your head might bounce around but it's not it's smooth it's it's an easy it's a fun ride it's a blast i was screaming the whole time because it's cal it used to be called california screaming and they ca- so. they call
1: out the fact on the ride that yeah, they used just to renamed be it ride. yeah
0: I, I loved it <laughs> it was great but pixar pier that was a lot of fun Probably the the crown jewel of Pixar Pier is the adorable snowman treats and their frozen treats over oh, there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's the abominable snowman and the 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 snowman crossed out the uh, abominable and changed it to adorable. But they had they have these Pixar um, you know little sundays that you can get. Okay, so it's it's lemon ice cream with blue raspberry icy, and it is really really good. Also, I would suggest sharing. Yeah, I, it that's was, pretty big. That's a lot. It was way too much for me to eat by myself. I mean, Joe ended up getting his own uh, – he got just vanilla custard and – I could have easily shared I did share with him, but I would have loved if he would have eaten more because it was just a lot. But the combination of the lemon with the blue raspberry was really delicious. So I would suggest it if you haven't had it. It was kind of like a like a gelati or like if you ever have that at your local ice cream shop where they put like just yeah, ice like Italian cream. ice and, and yeah with and Italian ice ice cream. Yeah,
0: it, it was really good. So then we hopped back over to Disneyland because like I said, we were able to get Rise of the Resistance Boarding Groups. I thought I liked Rise before. <laughs> Disneyland Rise is on a whole other level. We, yes. we we debated about this, and we'll have to go in, when we go to Disney World again, but I feel like there was extra, like whenever th- like the blaster fire would happen, the walls were blowing up. There was projection mappings that the blaster fire was actually putting holes in the walls and the panels, and even I, on the at-ats it was shooting. We couldn't remember that very much at I was like, Disney if, World. Yeah, so if it happened at Disney World, I completely missed We just haven't noticed it, it yet. And maybe it happens on a much smaller scale, but I mean, it was just like over the top at Disneyland. I'm like, this ride is just on a whole other level. We had a really fun time too with the first time that
1: we rode it especially because there was a family with a little girl and i I, we were both kind of just acting it up just so that it like i I wasn't
0: acting i loved it (laughs) it was incredible
1: but i I was acting it up a little bit because i felt like it would be more enjoyable for her if she felt like she was really immersed in it but um, even
0: the cast members i mean the resistance cast members were acting they're like okay this is your droid i mean the second time we wrote the guy was like you know this is your droid r5 he's gonna get you out of here hopefully i programmed him right it's been a been a long time and he's and we you know you had to wait a second to leave He's like hiding behind the control panel, making sure. Yeah, that he like
1: basically do- dove back. Yeah, there. he's
0: not getting caught and everything. I mean, it it well, was just let's talk another the, level. Let's I let's talk about
1: the cast member who I like, complimented. Uh, her, oh, the, her the first order officer. Yeah, yes. just
0: you, Yeah, you're you're saying you like uh, somebody else's shirt and you know, whatever they had on, and then you turned to the first order officer and said, "Oh, I like your outfit too," and she just gave you she- a death stare.
1: I mean, it was unreal. I, I don't know if that was that she has the worst attitude in the whole world and they were like, Let's just put her there or if she's just an incredible actress. We <laughs> joked
0: about this that if you work at Disney and you're terrible customer service, do they just put you on rise of the resistance and be like, You can just be mean to people, but it's okay <laughs> or or really are they you know, they're that good at, at, at acting that role because yeah, you could see that it's like, okay, you don't interact well with the guests. We're going to put you on rise because you can just be <laughs> like that, not talk to them and, and it, they'll love it. They'll think it's great. They'll think you're doing a great job yeah. anywhere else. You know, they'll think you're doing terrible, but yeah, rise was just, it was incredible. So yeah, you I got yelled
1: at too. Cause you stepped off of the, the little marker. Yeah.
0: Stay on the marker. But yeah, I, I do not remember Disney world having that much in terms of blasters. Definitely the cannons don't Yeah, know I was going to say,
1: the cannons were, that for me, seeing that for the first time where all of the cannons were working, that really just ties the ride together. So I really enjoyed seeing them all moving forward and back. It, that whole scene works so much better with all working cannons.
0: Yeah, I'm actually glad we got to ride it twice because I was like, oh, we've ridden this before. It's not a big deal if we get on it. But we were able to get on the first day and I got off and was like, we got to get on this again. So I was glad we were able to get a boarding group the second day as well because it was it was tremendous. Um, the storybook land canal we rode, I liked it last time we were there. I think you liked it a little bit better this time. You kind of got more into like the history of it and everything. I enjoyed the horticulture because
1: they talked a little bit about how They all the plants were real, which I thought was funny because I'm like, I mean, I feel like they're real everywhere in the park, but
0: yeah, except for
1: the tiki room, (laughs) yeah. And
0: also, you know, Big Thunder Mountain, I do like the Disneyland version better because that third lift hill, the projection mapping with the dynamite is great. But what I really liked about it is it's a joint lap bar there. And the one Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. Disney World, being taller and having my own lap bar, it's a little bit tighter on my legs to fit in. So this one's nice where it's a joint lap bar. It's smoother because you can kind of slide back and forth and you crash into your partner and stuff as you're flying around the bend. So I I did enjoy that a lot. But then we had dinner. I want to talk about this because, Angela, I know you'll probably want to talk about the three cheese Monte Cristo. But we had a Cafe Orleans. (gasps) You had the three cheese Monte Cristo. I had the chicken. I really enjoyed the chicken and rice. It was good. I know you love the Monte Cristo.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that was our one table meal. And I thought that that was really, it was delicious. We've had it before. I know I ordered the beignets before. I was just like, I wish I wouldn't have because the three cheese Monte Cristo is um, delicious and sweet. And the both dipping sauces were incredible that came with it. The fries were great. There were fruit, there was fruit on there. And there was one that I didn't recognize. It was a gooseberry, I learned uh, later on. So uh, yeah, it, it was It was all All in all, a really enjoyable experience. I think that was also where we had the really good waiter.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say shout out to Paul. He was our our server there, and he was super friendly and nice. He was great, and I just had the
1: friendliest face of any human I've ever seen. And he was also he had the personality to match. And
0: I will say on this one, we got a reservation the day before, so we were able to on Thursday. You know, I looked and they had you know dinner reservations for Friday. So it wasn't something like we had to do, you know, 30 or 60 days out or anything like that. That worked out. But yeah, that, that was great. So I kind of wrapped up our day. I mean, the tiki room was fun. We did Haunted Mansion again. Um, that's you know great there. And we also wrote many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, like we talked about, having kind of like those doors open up <laughs> was great. So that's cute. on the last day, I think the big thing we'll want to talk about here is the Jungle Cruise World premiere, but just kind of again running through all the attractions that we did on day three. So we got up, we did guardians again, web slingers, the Incredicoaster, uh, got to see some of the shows again in Avengers campus. We wrote goofy sky school, which is a wild, <laughs> uh, kind of wild mouse. Uh, it was type funny. Ride. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was funny. That, that was a good one. We ate lunch at Pim's. This is where we had the giant pretzel. So we were able to get on, on rise again. So we hopped over to Disneyland. We wrote Alice in Wonderland, uh, Peter Pan, Indiana Jones, uh, we got to do great moments with Mr. Lincoln uh, and see the Doctor Strange show. Is where we kind of finished the night. So,
1: yeah, I think that Peter Pan seemed to have a little extra je ne sais quoi. Uh, it felt like the room was. I felt like a lot of the rooms were a little bit bigger in Disneyland. I don't know why, um, but it just felt like it was. You could see everything better in inside Peter Pan. It was a really Cute ride. We, I, I thought. Did you, I don't know if
0: you enjoyed it, but I did. Yeah, I, I think that, it, like you said, it's darker, so I think that flying illusion works a little bit better mm-hmm. since you can't really see where you're going. But, but the big news of the day was the Jungle Cruise <laughs> world premiere. So actually, when we went into Disneyland, they gave us a little like goodie bag. So it was like we got a, a world premiere button and yeah, some candy. Yeah, it had like a
1: little mini, like it almost looked like a poster. Yeah, with like the button and the candy. I think that you could either get. We got the brownie flavored M and M's. We haven't opened our pack yet. so right. I, don't know I think how some those people are. got Skittles and yeah. stuff. So,
0: but they had the red carpet out there. We were able to walk on it during the day and kind of go get some pictures in front of it, mm-hmm. which was nice that they let you know guests on there um, before it happened. But we kind of figured the Rock was going to be around and there was going to be a chance to see him. You could. They had the red carpet over at the Fantasyland Theater. There was a ton of people over there by 6.30 or 7 o'clock. We rode Small World to see if we could see anybody over there, but it was extremely crowded by that point, so you really weren't going to be able to see anybody coming through. But it just so happened we worked out because there was a second red carpet over at the Jungle Cruise. So we said, hey, let's head over. And this was a
1: little earlier in the day before we rode um, Small
0: World. Right, because we knew the train was closing, I think, at like 545 and then over by Small World, that wasn't all closing until like seven. So we figured, oh, uh, maybe the maybe over by the jungle cruise, that might be something that's happening sooner. So we went over, we rode Indiana Jones and we happened to get out of line and there were kind of people standing around. So we said, hey, let's let's hang out here for a little bit. Um, because maybe they'll be starting here. Maybe you know they'll come to the jungle cruise attraction. There were like some photographers around right. there and stuff. So
1: we kind of stationed ourselves so that we could see to the like to our left. We were right in front of the jungle cruise. To our left, we could see you know the left side of the jungle cruise where there was some red carpet there, and then to our right was like kind of. I don't it was know. the exit to Indiana Jones. it was, the, Jones, yeah, it was yeah. the exit to Indiana so, Jones. So we were staring at the red carpet.
0: Yeah, so it, it was a place where you could pull off, and, and they were kind of letting you stand, and they weren't forcing you. So we thought, oh, maybe we could get a glimpse. At, we figured it was going to come down at the red carpet. So we waited there maybe like 45 minutes, and then all of a sudden we hear kind of like people screaming. From over by Indiana by Jones. Indiana Jones. And we're like, what's going on? And there was like one or two screams, and then it got a little bit loud, and we're like, oh, no, they're coming out literally right across from where we are and sure enough the rock and emily blunt come walking probably 20 to 30 feet in front of us Uh just walking nonchalantly Uh waving no no no
1: no 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 No, let me let me very
0: charismatically okay okay paint the picture okay so i meant to say no rush they walk very slowly
1: so let's imagine that we're in the middle of the ocean okay and then you know, this is like, it's almost like a Maui situation where the charisma was coming off of the rock in waves. I mean, just the no- the amount of swagger that he has and just the amount of like aplomb that he has, it, it is just incredible. He is just, just, he's walking confidence. And then of course, you know, Emily Blunt looks beautiful. She's wearing this crazy, like awesome, uh, outfit. They had very
0: jungle cruisy well, yeah, outfits. Oh yeah, and it yeah. was really
1: cute how they their outfits were switched. So he had, I think, like I don't know, tan on the on the top and white on the bottom. She had white on the top and tan on the bottom. So they were opposite of each other. And her outfit was just really cute. um But anyway, I mean, it was just it was so cool to get to see him. I wish we would have been a little closer to the because I was a little further back. I think you could see it. You could see it a little better than yeah, I. Could. I was a little
0: bit taller, and the nurse was just yelling. It's The Rock! There's The Rock! (laughs) I was so excited. But it was great, because I mean it really did work out, because they were keeping a path open, but where we were over by the restaurant, we kind of got tucked in, and so there was only maybe like two or three rows of people, because they really weren't letting people stand there. They wanted to keep people moving along, and so when he came out, it wasn't like there was a sea of people in front of us. I mean, there was a a few people. Yeah, there were
1: probably... Four, yeah, three or four rows of people in yeah, front of us. Yeah,
0: and it, it wasn't bad at all. And but yeah, they just they walked right down from the Indiana Jones exit queue, and then. Uh, and then they walked right into the attraction. So we got to you know see them, get you know get some pictures of them and stuff. And then they went to the red carpet from there. And so it was really cool. It was a too. great experience. All of
1: the, like a bunch of the skippers were up above and they were able to see and watch. I, I enjoyed seeing how they allowed some of the skippers to go to the premiere as well. So it was cool how they celebrated that ride and also like celebrated the skippers that work on that ride.
0: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I did hear The Rock say, hey, Enchanted Ears, I love you guys. <laughs> So I guess it's true. He does listen to the show. W- we have listen, confirmation now. Listen,
1: if, if that happened, I wouldn't be here because I would have just dropped dead. You would have, you would
0: have been dead <laughs> at that point. So yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And, I, and The Rock me, was I'm there. Dead. The Rock was there. They were on the Jungle Cruise. I think they went on the attraction one day. Disney released a video. That was probably like a you know closed thing. That was like a set group of people. But the, the day before, he had his like tequila truck out at Downtown Disney. He and Emily Blunt showed up for that. So they were kind of there that whole weekend, you know, doing things uh, throughout the park. But it it was... Neat to be able to see him. When you go to California, you kind of want to see a celebrity, so it was cool to be able and to see. And he's like
1: king of the celebrities. Yeah, and
0: it was it was cool to be able to see him and Emily Blunt too, like really big celebrities there, and be there when a movie premiere was happening to kind of see how yeah. they set I up mean, for that. You know, our listeners
1: neat. know that we don't really even like The Rock that much. I mean, we never talk about him. Friend or, of the show, of the Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so we got to see him. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, so it it was a great trip. The other thing I want to mention, and I mentioned this to you, Angel, like when we were in the Tiki Room and like Mr. Lincoln. How crazy would it have been to see this stuff in 1955? Like, I can see (laughs) why Disneyland took off because, you know, today we look back on it and we go, oh, those birds, that's not that great. But if you think about it, if you're in the 50s and 60s, and that's the first time you've ever seen like an Audio animatronic talking bird, or you see Lincoln come to life, you know, at the World's Fair in the in you know 1960,
1: you would be blown away. I don't understand how Walt Disney lived as long as he did. How they didn't tie him to for a, witchcraft? T- yeah, tie him to a giant, uh, you know, cement block and see if he sunk, and if he didn't, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't a could, witch. The good thing it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the
0: Salem witch trials. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because he, I, I, don't know how they had to have think he thought he was magical. Yeah,
0: it it, it would have been just mind blowing, and I could see why like Disneyland took off because what he was doing is incredible. And it's still incredible today. I mean, you know, Universal has animatronics. And they try to replicate some of this, but they do not do it on the scale that Disney even does it to, to this day. I mean, Disney literally spent years and millions of dollars to build an animatronic for a 10 second uh, acrobatic show (laughs) that's that's literally just part of a show in a land it's not part of an attraction or anything and he's he he flashed there air 10 seconds it's done and I just can't imagine how much money they spent on that but they did it just for that so it seemed magical and it seemed like a person was flying through the air just absolutely amazing it's amazing to see it today but 19 you know in the 50s and 60s it had to be mind-blowing so overall great trip I love Disneyland.
1: And and it was frustrating to me because, you know, Joe always be like, oh, let's go to Disney. Let's go to Disney. And sometimes I'm like, let's go somewhere else. And my favorite part of that trip. And I mentioned we went to Lake Tahoe and Yosemite was Disneyland. You know,
0: (laughs) we need to work. It (laughs) was frustrating. We need to work Disneyland into the rotation more um, (laughs) because I I really enjoyed it. I think
1: we also need to work Disneyland into other places. Like there's a a Disneyland attraction at Yosemite. That would be
0: cool. Oh, just add them. <laughs> yeah, just just add, add them to them other, and random add them other places. places. Yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, definitely recommend going. If you're somebody that goes to you know to Disney World a lot, hopefully some of the you know tips we gave you, you know, help you plan. I definitely recommend going out there. If you're a Disney fan, it really is like a park for fans. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love the history of it. Um, it is nice that the parks are right across the street from each other. You can walk to them. Oh, so so once you're there, you can walk everywhere. That's what makes it very easy to park hop or walk back to the hotel because everything's right there. You don't have to get on buses and things like that, mm. which oh. makes it a lot easier. And
1: shout out to Splitsville. Had a very good meal at Splitsville, which was at Downtown Disney. So we did spend, uh, had a meal there. And that yeah. was probably my favorite thing. You I got the veggie,
0: uh, spicy veggie bowl with tofu.
1: Yeah. And that was delicious. Definitely the best thing I had. I, I will say the one thing that Disneyland needs to step up is their food.
0: It's kind of the same thing you get at the Magic Kingdom. There's a lot of quick service places that kind of just have the basic stuff. I think it's just... You got to get to the sit-down restaurants. It's the
1: lack of Epcot. Yeah. A lot of it's the lack of Epcot. So So they need some sort of equivalent over there.
0: Yep. And I think, again, they need like a few more big e-ticket attractions. But I think that's what they're... I think that's what they're working on with their expansion plans. But yeah, definitely recommend it. I definitely think, you know, every couple years... Taking a trip to Disneyland is well worth it. It was a lot of fun. So, I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. Uh, hopefully, it gets you excited about maybe planning your trip to Disneyland or your trip, you know, back to Walt Disney World uh, for the fiftieth. If you are looking to plan a trip, you know, reach out to becky ginther over at castle dreams travel uh she's our kind of official travel agent of the enchanted ears podcast so you can reach out to her becky g at castledreams travel.com let her know enchanted ears sent you we will put a link uh, to her email in the show notes as well so i want to thank everybody again for listening this week if you've not done so leave us a rating or review subscribe wherever you get your podcast we really appreciate it
1: thanks for letting us your ears have a
0: great week everybody we'll see you here next monday bye-bye